0: Welcome to the Way to Go podcast here with my friend Steve Sargent from the Hiawatha Church of God in Christ. So, Brother Steve, good to have you. Good to be here. Good. I'm going to talk about Isaiah 53. Last time we talked about, like, new stuff. We talked Mm -hmm. about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, which to me is really amazing because, you know, we get so upset about that. You know, guy slaps a guy, a man slaps a man in the face. I don't think it's earth shattering, but it did happen Mm -hmm. in a big, big venue. We got gas at four bucks a gallon. We've got Russia demolishing Ukraine, right. and we're all interested in. Let's, let's not worry about Ukraine. The hospital got blown up today. Did you see what Will Smith did? <laughs> Isn't this how we are in America? That's how
1: we are. That is.
0: It is unbelievable. It is. Anyway, I, how does God have patience with us sometimes? That's it's really amazing. What I wonder. It really is amazing. It, it really is. It is. Isaiah 53. I think there's some interesting stuff in here, and you can you know, tell me what your favorite verses are in this chapter. Mm-hmm. But the one, it says that he grew up before him like a young plant mm-hmm. and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. So are we saying prophetically, now Isaiah written, let's say, 700 mm-hmm. years before Christ. Mm-hmm. It's in there somewhere because he served, I believe, between birth and death. He crosses in the seven hundred BCs into the six hundreds, I think six eighty six BC. So he'd be he would be done prophesying a hundred years before Jerusalem fell. Mm. So and we're so we're still talking hundreds and hundreds of years oh, before yeah. Christ. So are you saying Jesus wasn't good looking? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I mean he has no beauty or that we should be drawn to him. Well he was
1: more ordinarily more okay. ordinary type looking person. He wasn't right. He wasn't dressed or adorned for, like, royalty, you know, like, the king has arrived. And
0: right. He, he fit blended more in with So maybe he people. was more like the David, who was ruddy in appearance, as yeah, said in the Bible, in the one right. version. And Saul was their king, was the... Big guy, yeah, head right. taller, good looking. Look like he could not be a close warrior. to God. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> David wasn't that way, but right. David was a much better king. Mm-hmm. David was a much more of a man of God. Yeah. So you look at Jesus Christ and it says he's a root out of dry ground. Have you ever thought about that like a root out of dry ground? Mm. Or pictured that? Have you seen roots out of dry ground? Yes I have. All right, what do they look like? They're
1: they're um they don't look useless.
0: Little but, gnarly. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you go down the Nelson's ledges or anywhere and you see those roots of those poor trees trying to find dirt mm-hmm. to grow into. And then the roots, they make interesting patterns because they'll like grow down the side of rock. Mm-hmm. And so I, I look at that like a root out of dry ground. I mean, that's your root system. Right. It's a root out of dry ground. Now, maybe they were talking about a root type vegetable or something, too. But in either way that I picture whether it's a beet coming like a root type fruit coming to the surface or it's a root, like in our property on the front where the roots of the trees just grow along the top of the ground, mm-hmm. either way I look at it, that tree or whatever is coming from the root is not surviving without it.
1: That's right. That's right. The root, whatever in the root is going to come out in the fruit, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. What's in the root comes out in the fruit. We look at Jesus Christ as the vine and we mm-hmm. are the branches. Right. What's the better looking plant? What's the better looking part of a vineyard, the vine or the branch? Mm. The vine, you don't think? I think the branch and the grapes. Yeah. Well, yeah, the grapes. Think about yeah. It, that's what I'm thinking, grapes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not in love with grape leaves. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I'm not in love with them. I, I think they're okay, but I think the grapes are cool looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, you don't really think about the vine. That's true. You just go pick them. Yeah. And you, you, yeah, don't think about you don't that. you don't think about it because usually when you come into a grapevine, if I've ever photographed them, let's say if I go to Brant's Apple Orchard, they have a grapevine. mm mm-hmm a bit of a vineyard there. So I'll walk up and down that and I'll look for stuff, you know, and take a few pictures when I'm there to see if I can see something interesting but I never honestly like I don't really think about the branch I or or the root of it stock part of it mm. that comes up out of the ground and feeds the branch. I'm looking at the grapes, that's I'm true. looking at the leaves, I'm looking at that's what I'm looking at. So I thought about Christ and what he did for us and how you know he comes, he makes all the sacrifices, he dies on the cross, he's the root, he's the mm. branch, not really the beauty is what comes from it. Right. So if you look at the beauty of the church, the beauty of Christ is is church. It's the people. That's right. It's not saying Christ isn't beautiful; he is. But I'm saying without him, we wouldn't have beauty. We wouldn't have beauty in our own lives without Christ. I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: Oh yeah, he's the reason why we have joy, peace, right, uh, faith, and uh, you know, hope. Right. He's the reason for all of that.
0: Right. Wisdom. Yes. Right. I mean, sometimes ideas or thinking about things, I think that's part of Christ too. Mm-hmm. So if we help somebody, I heard, I heard a great thing the other day. See so you some, lady. I have been excited about this ever since I heard it, but some young lady comes up to me in the middle of celebrate recovery. So they were on a break. So they're going from the meet, the group meeting, mm-hmm. large group meetings, to small group meetings. And in that, in between time, you can grab cookies and some coffee and things mm-hmm. like that. And she came up to me and she said, I just want you to know this church has changed my life. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the beauty of church. Like, that's the beauty of what Christ wanted. You know, for him to be that root and dry ground, that's what he was looking for. That someone's going to come up from him and grow out of that vine Mm -hmm. and produce something that's going to help somebody else.
1: That's right. And that's the whole, like, vine system. You know, you have however long a vine is and you have countless grapes or whatever on it from that vine. From right. heaven, and then they keep reproducing. Yeah. And that's what the church is.
0: Right. All right. What do you love in Isaiah 53? Is I love
1: uh, chapter four. Surely he has borne our grief. I'm sorry. Verse four, verse four. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken. I often say when when people, like when we lose a loved one or something, we we look at the, um, the crucifixion of Christ. Right. You know, he died for our sins, which he did. But he died for all this other stuff we go through, too. Right. Like, um, you know, obviously working for a funeral home, I have to be around a lot of situations where people have lost loved ones, and sometimes it feels like it's the end of their world. And they don't often realize that the same Christ that died for our sins died for us to to be able to pour our burdens out on him. Right. So we can put that on him when we're bereaved, heartbroken whatever our situation is, he's there for that too. Right. He's not just there so we can, you know, go to heaven and spend eternity with him. He's here for us to go through the stuff we got to go through on because earth. Because he
0: carries our sorrows. He
1: carries it. So it's not like I have to take this burden by myself. I don't. Right. I don't.
0: I think of it too is a relatability. I mean, obviously he's sympathetic with what we're going through because yes. he carried it too. I mean, he, knowing that somebody understands what you're going through is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he suffered rejection too, he suffered loss too. He went through hard times. He knew what it was to work hard. He knew what it was to be tired. He knew what it was for people to talk junk about him. Yeah. Like he knew, you know, all that stuff. And he knew so what it was
1: like to get slapped in the face.
0: He knows, he definitely knows what it's yeah. like to get slapped in the face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we're, we're actually coming to that time. I mean, I don't, does your church do a Lent thing or anything? Like we do a 40 days of seeking God. So we're, Man, we got to be like 25, 26 days in, I would think. That's awesome. Now 20, no. What are we in right now? Is it 24 days, 25 days? All right, so I was close. Yeah, 25 days in. We go a full 40 days. Our last day is on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. So we'll start to Monday after Ash Wednesday. And so what we do is we have a fast every Friday. Mm-hmm. Then we have a group a devotional that everyone in the church can participate in. This every a daily devotional that we just pick up from somewhere else and just direct them to it. Uh, then we give things up. So for mm. me, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing anything on Insta stories. I'm not uh, drinking any sugar drinks, putting any sugar in my coffee, no candy. Like there's a bunch of black <clears throat> jelly beans on a shelf over there. You haven't touched so them? Somebody give, no. Mm. No, I haven't.
1: Well, just save them till it's over.
0: I'm pretty good about it. My wife's not. My wife's not good about it. My wife's terrible. She's not a terrible person, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, <laughs> I told her and God, like, she told me she'd given up dessert. I said, you and God need to have, like, a talk about how to define dessert. Now, then one day she comes in here and they have cookies every Tuesday night, man. and Celebrate Recovery, 4.30, they bring in this couple big trays of plates of cookies. Mm-hmm. It is honestly, like, my favorite time of the week mm-hmm. is to come in and have cookies. Yeah. So And I know they're coming. Like, mm-hmm. I know. I start at 6.30 in the morning. Like, I know at 4.30 you need to be at church. Mm-hmm because there are cookies coming this way. So first week we're in the land and Jerry goes, I gave up dessert. I said, yeah, but you gave up dessert. Does that have to include cookies, whatever? And she's like, yeah, you're right. I said, you know, cake and pies and stuff, whatever it was. So she comes, she's munching out cookies. So then I was at, uh, down in Orwell and last Sunday afternoon with her and my son. And we got lunch at this Mexican place. We come back and there's a dairy queen there. And she said, I want to stop at dairy queen. <laughs> I said, I thought I thought you gave up desserts for Lent. Oh. That's just cake and cookies. That's not it. And I'm like, man, you and God need to have a talk. Like you really need to define what dessert is because you've got this like movie target. This got this movie target on what defines dessert. Like I'm cracking up. So I pick on her like about it all the time. She goes I didn't say I wanted to, I, I, no, I, I never, I never really said, I, I'm at Tasty Cakes and, uh, so, oh, it's so funny. I mean, I was like, Dial she bought an ice cream cake. Oh, <laughs> why not? Yeah. You can't even yeah. understand it exactly. So it's, it's kind of funny. So, and, and we're giving up, you know, why, why are we doing this anyway, Steve? Why am I on this? Because, you know, we wanted to give up something. Every time I think about the sacrifice I made, sure. I don't mind drinking coffee black. We're so busy. It's going fast anyway. Like I don't mind doing that. Mm-hmm. The Insta stories are pretty hard for me to give up because I was so used to putting different stories or funny things that I saw. I'll just throw a quick thing up there on Instagram, uh, especially. So I don't do that. And I don't really look at anyone's stuff. So I'm not doing that. So yeah, it was a sacrifice. But every time I think about it, I'm like 40 days, seriously, dude. Jesus Christ came here for over 30 years. Yeah. Think of what he gave up from heaven. That's Think about right. what he sacrificed. I mean, he sacrificed so much for mm-hmm. us. That's, that, to me, is the beauty of it. It's just yeah. the constant reminder every day of what Christ gave up.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's uh, very important in the Christian life. Right. Um, you know, we have to remember that every day. We should, but especially during that time, this time of year. Right. We ought to go out of our way to uh, maybe give up something.
0: Yeah. So Well, I'll tell you what. Next year... You can talk to us about it. Yeah. We'll, I don't, we'll, we'll join I mean, I in just, together.
1: If I start now, I'll be ready by the end.
0: You be, you know what? I, I think I'll, if you don't know what to give up, mm-hmm. I'll help you. Oh boy. I'll just make a list for you. You know what I'm saying? Now we do fast. We,
1: we normally fast on Fridays anyway. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Like all day. Uh, at least till three.
0: All right. Nice. So from dinner the time. You time, get up
1: till, right. yeah, dinner time the night before till. Nice man.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So It's, it's a
1: Kojic tradition.
0: A Kojic, mm-hmm. not Kojic, like Kojic, I said, yeah. Kojic. Mm-hmm. So Denzel Washington should be now fasting I don't know what he's today. doing. Yeah. He should be. Yeah, he might. I don't know. I'm going to talk to him about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, listen, Steve Sarge is over here. He's fasting. Denzel, you know, you're. I heard the God talk coming out of your mouth. You know, are you fasting? I just want to know. <laughs> but all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned aside everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And I think about mm-hmm. that probably the most famous verse in Isaiah 53. Mm. If I if I'm going to go hey, what's your go-to verse out of Isaiah 53, Bill, in your ministry years, what do you think you've quoted the most? I'd have to say that that one because we all like sheep have gone astray. Everyone needs Christ. Everyone is sin. And he laid on him the iniquity of us all. Mm-hmm. I also like the part where it said he was pierced for our transgressions mm-hmm. because he was pierced. Like he was at legit pierced. Yeah. Like nailed to a cross. I think that's amazing. Again, 700 years before Christ, you're talking about this stuff. I love all that stuff. What's another verse in there? Do you like, <clears throat>
1: um, by his stripes, we're healed.
0: Okay. What do you think about yeah. that one?
1: Because we, you know, well, especially now, you know, over the past couple of years with, um, the pandemic and, um, so many people have lost loved ones that, um, Either directly or indirectly because of the pandemic. Some of them already were sick, but they just like put them over. And then there's others that I know who were like, they pretty much gave up on them. Right. You know, there's nothing we can do for them. And then miraculously, they come back. Right. And they walk away. That's a miracle. That's
0: it is. I mean, we've seen God yeah. do great things. I mean, I've seen, seen we've lost some. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for sure. And uh, people, we were loved and prayed for I and mean, We've gone through a yeah. lot. Our church has gone through a lot of loss, actually. So yeah. we had a, lady a, we're who, in a hard stretch. One of our
1: ladies at our church was going through uh, dialysis for, I want to say, four years. And you know, we'd been praying <clears throat> for her to get a kidney and she got a kidney right after COVID started.
0: Wow. OK. Yeah.
1: And she's doing well. She's Good. doing really well.
0: Which must be nice
1: for her, right? Yes, it so. is. It's a great testimony. She shares all the time.
0: I, I like verse 7, too. It says, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. I can't imagine that being me. You know? <laughs> 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 he didn't even open his mouth. He didn't say one thing about it. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's the way I'd go down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just You mm. just be quiet. You, th- you think about we were talking last podcast yeah. about Will Smith. And then he's swearing it, mm-hmm. Chris Rock. That's not how you handle it. Jesus Christ said, trust yourself to God. He'll take care of it, right? He was oppressed. He was afflicted. And he Mm. opened not his mouth. And I think about during his trial, they were trying to pry words out of his mouth. He was like, you don't don't have authority over you. And Jesus Christ said, you'd have no authority over me if it wasn't given to you from above. Mm -hmm. So let's just get that down straight right now. (laughs) You have no authority unless Mm. you got it. Mm. Basically, Jesus Christ gave Pilate the authority he had Isn't in the first that
1: place. That is something, ain't it? Yeah. Well, like he said, no man takes my life. I'm laying it down. Like, right. I'm giving you this. You're right. not taking this
0: from me. I have life. the authority to lay down my That's life, right. right? But I love that. He was oppressed and afflicted. He didn't open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter, and like a sheep before shears shears is silent. Mm. So he opened not his mouth. And it reminds me of 1 Peter 2, it's 24, I think, where mm. it says that, when he when they when he was reviled, he did not retaliate yep. back. He didn't answer back, but he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the situation we're in in this life because there's a lot of people <clears throat> that afflict. There's plenty of people who oppress. And the best thing that we can do is just take it to God.
1: Yes, right, right. That's the best thing to do.
0: Is take what, it a, to God. what an example! Uh, by oppression and judgment in verse eight, uh, he was taken away, and as for generations who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of white people. So this is a suffering servant. This is Messianic. Mm-hmm. This is about the coming Messiah, clearly about Christ, as we know now. And he was cut off. Mm-hmm. And they made his grave with the wicked mm-hmm. and with a rich man in his death. So how did that come true?
1: The two that were on the cross. Yeah. The
0: uh, criminals. Right. Yep. Then in his death. Joseph of Arimathea, rich man, coming up to say, hey, ask him, Pilate, which was a bold move, can I have the body? Mm -hmm. I mean, that that had to be take some guts. Mm -hmm. Because how are the Jewish people, they just crucified this guy as unfit to live, and you're high up. You, gotta take his body. you want the body, and you're going to you're gonna take care. They put a lot of money into the spices and mm-hmm. wrapping them up. They didn't just, like, toss his body like a common criminal. Right. I mean, they put him in a tomb, and no one was ever in the tomb. But again, it's an interesting concept, because if you're reading this before Christ dies, you're reading this any of the years leading up to it, you would be like, why is my hero cut off from the land of the living? Why does he have to have a grave with the wicked? Mm. You know, why 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 is he wicked and a rich man in his death? Even if he had done no violence, that's not fair. Like you'd be thinking about this. Wait, wait. This this one's coming. He's going to be rejected. He's going to bear all my sorrows. He's going to do all the stuff for me. And then he hadn't done anything wrong. He didn't even told a lie. But he's going to get killed for that. Mm. Yeah. And now we know with Jesus Christ. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong, but he died for us, yeah. and that's the reason he, he took didn't our die. place. Mm-hmm. He took our place. Right. There was a reason for it. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. <clears throat> he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And think about how he comes back to life, mm-hmm. you know, he was crushed, but he was going to still see his, he's going to come back to life and have more days. And out of anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied mm-hmm. by his knowledge. Shall the righteous one, my servant make many to be accounted righteous and to bear their iniquities. Think about the power of that, that through what this person was doing, Mm -hmm. this Messiah, many would be accounted in God's eyes, in God's courts, in God's ledger book. You would be accounted a righteous person. Mm -hmm. How powerful is that? That's
1: extremely powerful. There is no other, there is no other story like that. Right. There is no other story like
0: that. Right. So you have, when you think about justification, that's a common word in, in the New <clears throat> Testament. Mm-hmm. Justification, not as in I justified it, I was being an idiot and I'm justifying <laughs> my idiotic behavior. We're not saying that. Justified means in a technical term to be declared righteous. Mm-hmm. So when the court looks at you, they declare you, they see you, that your record is righteous. Mm-hmm. That's how God's courts, that's how God looks at us now. Mm-hmm. He looks at us through Christ as righteous. Right? Yes. We've been yeah. justified, right? Yeah. We've been justified <clears throat> through faith. This is why we have peace with God uh, in Romans 5.1, right? You've got peace mm-hmm. with God because we've been justified by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified. Right. So we could I, never I do that.
1: that. We could never do that on our own. No. Never.
0: No, I see that term here. You know, he's going to make them righteous. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he was he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Mm-hmm. Think about Christ's role now, making intercession yes, for us. Sir. I mean, he's praying for us, he cares yes. about us. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. Think about how many people's lives have been changed. I talked to somebody on, again, on Tuesday night at Celebrate Recovery, and mm-hmm. they were talking about possibly going to Honduras, but they didn't know because they were, uh, I guess, have two felony charges. Mm-hmm. One in this county, one in another county in Ohio and they weren't sure. And I'm looking at them and I think about how they hold down a job. They have a family mm-hmm. and and I'm thinking to myself, you're no felon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you used to be like you did bad stuff. Yeah. You were in jail at one point in your life, but i not you now. Right. Right. And they said actually that there there's a rule or law like there that can be expunged off the record. And so they will no longer be called in the eyes of the American court system or to future employ employers. They, they wouldn't be considered a felon. Right. And they were afraid, even when they went to get a job, because everyone's always going to look at them as a felon. And that's the way our world looks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 live in a world. Sometimes you can freeze a person in their worst <clears throat> moment. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of Christianity is Christianity does not do that to people. Christianity is not going to freeze frame an addict. As, and always label them, and I'm not going to right. always label them an addict. That's I'm right. not going to label somebody who used to be drunk always mm-hmm. a drunk. I'm not going to label somebody who committed adultery as always that. Mm-hmm. Because if Christ changes your life and He expunges, I think about that. So when so in the courts of God, when He looks at you, you're perfect.
1: Yeah. God looks at us through Jesus.
0: Yeah. Where else are you going to get that kind of deal, I'm Steve?
1: You, you can't. You can't. There's no right attorney you could hire. Right. There's no court system you could go to that would give you that what
0: right. Jesus has done. That's the deal. You're declared righteous through Jesus Christ. I love how over and over and over he bore our sins, he bore our sins, he bore our sins, he bore our sins, mm-hmm. he bore our sins. Yeah. Like it's like I want you to get this. Christ <clears throat> taking care of your sins. You're not taking care of your sins, Christ taking care of your sins. So we right. thank the Lord for that. Yes, sir. I appreciate you being here and I doing this show coming. with me. We appreciate you, you all tuning in. I feel free to subscribe to the Eagleville Church page. Zieglerville Bible Church has its own page on YouTube. Feel free to subscribe. Uh, Feel free to copy the link. Uh, You can share it in your social media. Uh, Like it. Uh, We appreciate all of your feedback and uh, you all being here with us. You have a great and a blessed week.